Hello everybody, um, Kate here with a slightly less bunged up nose than last week. Uh, so thank you for listening to that episode and apologies for the um, slightly bunged up sounds. Uh, hopefully, well it seems like that has cleared so hopefully I won't be uh, poisoning your ears with the sound of my cold. I hope you're all well. Um, it's been a bit of a nuts week again in the news, hasn't it? So I hope you're not absorbing too much news but also allowing yourself to dip in and out to stay in touch with what's going on if that's what interests you but if you do find that anxiety and things like that runs a bit amok within you um, sometimes having a bit of a break from the news is a really good idea it just can flood us with all the negative stuff that's going on in the world which can have quite a profound impact on us so um, I'm not saying you shouldn't be aware necessarily it's good to obviously be conscious of (laughs) the some of the I don't know why I laughed. It's not funny, but the humanitarian crises that are going on everywhere. Um, But it is important to also look after yourself within all of that. So I think um, I just wanted to say that because this podcast is about some practical tips that you can implement into your life that will help you perhaps find a little more balance um, or find a bit more... uh, ease at which to live a bit of a healthier lifestyle because often it is overcomplicated or we go straight in with the aesthetics based on what we see on Instagram social media which can again flood us and our brains and our systems with tons of negative um, feelings and emotions because we subconsciously or consciously compare ourselves to what we see scrolling through especially when it comes to health and fitness so if you're scrolling through a fitness page and everyone looks like a size tiny and they're all ripped and you don't feel like that in your skin and then you think that you can't ever be that person but you want to be that person and then it's like oh okay well I'm just gonna eat some biscuits or I'm just gonna have some wine because that's easier than having to make the changes that might help you not necessarily look like that person but feel better in your skin so I wanted to give you a couple of tips for the week ahead in terms of how you can set up some newer patterns and habits for the longer term, because really it's all about the small changes that you can make on whether that's a daily or even a kind of weekly level, maybe even an hourly level, that over time in say three or six or 12 months time will possibly have the changes that you want to either see or feel. but they do take time. So for example, with this podcast, when I started this podcast, I didn't have a plan of where it was going to go. I had no idea that I would still be doing it really. But this has been going now for maybe, what is it? This is episode number 17 or 18, maybe 19. So that divided by four is nearly five months, um, which is nuts. And so if I hadn't started it, there wouldn't be five months worth of podcasts for you to listen to. Likewise, maybe five months ago, four or five months ago, or like I said before this wedding that I was going to go to in the summer, I decided that I wanted to look after myself slightly better. So I decided to drink a little less. I decided to um, not eat as much chocolate as I was (laughs) because those are the two things that I fall on. Um, Human, just like the rest of you, uh, when I am in periods of stress or wanting comfort or just because they're so blooming nice to eat and drink. Um, but in the longer term, actually, they can have some quite negative repercussions on how we feel. Um, 
So I had decided maybe two months before that I wasn't going to do anything drastic, but I just wanted to feel really positive in my skin. So one of the first for this wedding that I went to in the summer, because um, weddings for me, having been through a divorce and also because of uh, having some challenges still emotionally around that with what it comes with, um, I wanted to feel as strong as I could in the feet that I was walking in on that day. Uh, and the most comfortable I could feel in my skin was by looking after myself. And so that's a really important reminder for whenever you're making choices as well is it's really good to, and this, especially if you have any patterns of binge eating or excessive restriction, is to be able to, before you make a decision, stop, take a big breath and just have a little think about that choice and how it's going to make you feel after taking that choice, making that decision. So, for example, with food, especially I think for many of us in the evenings, it's quite tricky if we're a bit bored or, you know, over the last year or two, especially perhaps if we've not worked as much as what we would have done in the past or there are other stresses that didn't exist in our lives before. Um, come the evening, you've done really, really well all day long. And I'm only saying this from experience, I'm really, really well all day long. And then it gets to the evening and then it's like, had dinner and then it's like, right now I'm going to reward myself for the day that I've just survived. And this is very common in parents with having a drink or having a couple of extra portions of dinner or extra, which is it's fine. It's just that consciousness of doing it. Um, and I am often the one that goes back for seconds and thirds, <laughs> which is fine if I'm cool with that. But if I, for example, had a goal where I wanted to feel confident in my skin and maybe by doing that for a couple of weeks, I'd felt a little bit heavy, I could decide to take a breath before refilling my plate again to say to myself, is this going to help me get to where I want to be or how I want to feel? And it's very personal. So it might be that none of that resonates, but there is something like a habit or a choice that you make repetitively that's almost become mindless. So you kind of do it as a habit without consciously doing it. So you do it, but you do it automatically um, by just because that's what you do. For example, having some chocolate after dinner every single night, it's just what you do. So if you are also then trying to make a change, whether that's with your lifestyle or with how you feel in your skin or your clothes, um, whether it's a fitness goal, whether it's a health goal, whether it's just a mindset goal or a mental health goal or anything like that, just looking to improve perhaps some choices here and there a little bit, then it's to take that breath before you, whether it's consuming wine or whatever, chocolate, sugar, um, excess food that you don't actually want because you're full, to take a breath and just to check in with whether having that food, that drink, that item, that self-sabotaging decision almost, whether that's going to actually help you get to where you want to go. And I use food as an example and drink often because they're almost like legal drugs because they're at hand at all times that we can use to numb and help us feel better. So it's totally normal. So if it happens, don't beat yourself up about it. But I really know from that binge cycle or kind of excessive consumption without actually almost tasting the food that the next day you can wake up feeling really full of like horrible feelings like shame and guilt and oh god why did I do that again and then you have a really good day and then it gets to the evening and then it all happens all over again so it's about breaking that cycle and it's about really 
acknowledging yourself when you do because it's it's really easy to just get into the habit of doing it so when you manage just once to walk away from something or to say no actually I don't need this this is going to make me feel a bit rough or I this is you know the, I, I acknowledge here that I am feeling something so it's a really good chance to check in with yourself to a check in with whether it's going to fit with your goals but also to check in and say say to yourself am I stressed is there something going on in my life that I'm not addressing am I tired am I not sleeping enough and if there is stress there are you in a relationship is that something you need to bring up with your partner to talk about is it something you might want to journal or express privately because even if you are in a relationship sometimes it's okay to obviously do that privately if it if it is impacting the relationship then I think it's important to talk about that with your partner I've really learned that communication with relationships is hugely powerful and it can be very hard and clunky but if it's something that is within your relationship that is creating stress then it's quite important to acknowledge that and I'm not the one to necessarily give you relationship advice or counselling there are charities like Relate who do that Um, or you can even google you know or look on Instagram for relationship therapists and things like that because there's often tips in terms of how to communicate those difficult things between your partner um, or whether it is just you and yourself because we are almost in a relationship with ourselves um, at times. So that's a big one because that has a massive long-term effect And likewise, you can use that when it comes to other decision making. So, for example, if you're really struggling to get back into a fitness routine, for example, like training, working out, um, lifting up your activity levels, if life has become a little bit lethargic, energy brings energy. So if you're able to, you know, say you've you've woken up one day and you're like, right, today's the day I'm going to get the trainers back on and the day drags out and you're like, oh, maybe I'll just sit down on the sofa and watch a bit of Netflix Before you do that, check in with yourself and think, is this going to help me feel better? Is this going to help me really get me to where I want to go? And within that, you might say, yeah, I feel like chilling in front of the TV. But it's really important to then, you can't then get grumpy if the changes that you want to happen don't happen because you do have to take action. We have to take action, not you, we, me as well. We have to take action to make the change happen. And it is hard because it's easier to just sit on the TV, on the sofa and watch Netflix than it is to get your trainers on and go for a walk. But these small things, and this is why doing it soon, I really recommend doing any training, walking, anything like that. I know it's hard if you've got kids and stuff to get it done as early in the day as possible because then there's less chance that you're going to have other reasons or excuses to not get it in. Go on my website, do one of my free classes, become a member or something like that. So you've got support, whether it's with me or with another kind of fitness provider, you've got that support and that encouragement to and accountability to prioritise yourself because some of it as well is prioritising you and your life and your health and how you want to feel. So you've got that tip with the food and with decision making around that which then also, or whatever your vice is, because I think we all have a vice. And then you've got the whole idea that you need to take action to make change. And then there are other things that you can implement that are very, very simple, just things like drinking six to eight glasses of water a day, or even just starting off small, maybe you don't drink any water at all, get one to two glasses of water in a day. If you don't drink any water and you're going to suddenly try and drink eight to 10 glasses, it's going to, it might be a bit challenging. So you want to set your goals to be achievable and realistic so that you can achieve them so that once you've hit them you feel satisfied and you're able to recognize that 
um, and listen to my podcast on the small wins because that will help celebrating your small wins that will help as well um and then you can start increasing your hydration levels, whether it's with herbal teas, um, things like that, sugar-free squashes, flavouring your water with cucumber, with mint, um, lots and lots of options that you can do there. The other one to prioritise is your sleep, which is really tricky if you're in a um, shift pattern job or if you do have kids and they um, are disrupting your sleep all the time. So it's a matter of also knowing that sleep can really impact our hunger levels and can mess around with our hormones a little bit the ones that tell us when we're full and the ones that tell us when we're hungry um and when you don't sleep enough those go a little bit out of whack which is why you feel more hungry or the need for food more when you are tired because your body is craving it to keep you going because the the hormone levels are a little bit out of whack um so having enough sleep means your body gets the rest that it needs to really recover and to be ready for the day ahead and that's that's the same too if you're doing training if you're working out your body needs that rest to repair because when you work out you you slightly tear the muscle fibers so your body needs time to recover and to build it up so another one on that if you're not seeing the goals that you're hoping to see from your physical training have a check in with yourself to make sure you're challenging yourself. So are you lifting heavy enough weights? Are you pushing yourself to a point that is beyond where you were a few weeks ago? Are you taking less breaks? Are you maybe training for slightly longer? Or are you going for higher intensity training? Are you getting enough rest? If you hit a plateau, which means you're not getting any goal, um, any changes seen, you're not kind of seeing anything, you kind of hit that point where you're not really getting anywhere. Have a little look in, are you resting enough? Are you eating enough? Are you doing these things that have challenged you then a whole new level are you being consistent enough what is your food and nutrition like around your training um because we can really we can manipulate our bodies really quite quickly with what we're eating but if you get to a point where your body plateaus with that that's because there's no longer a change happening for your body so either you've hit a point where the amount that you're eating is then balancing out the exercise that you're doing um or it might be that you're eating more than you realise, or it might be that you're not moving as much as you think you are. Um, with that one as well, if you track calories and things like that, just ignore all the calorie markers that come up on your fitness watches and stuff. Just don't take them into consideration because they often overestimate how much you're using. So um, calories are that and that unit of energy that we um, that are used to describe what you eat so there's calories in food and then as you burn energy you're burning calories you're burning that energy your body's using that and if you found that you've also got a little bit stuck in that obsessive behavior or mindset around calories and exercise then again just take that moment to breathe and to have a think about where you want your life to go is it really that you want to be tracking everything all the time or is it that you uh, that you don't um i'm gonna leave it there today because my front door's just gone <laughs> But I hope you're well. Have a wonderful week and I will see you soon. Bye.